Support for this episode of This Week in Jackassery was provided by... Nobody! Nobody sponsored this podcast. Nobody sponsored this podcast. Maybe you should. You should do it! To sponsor This Week in Jackassery, go to thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor. Thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor! Episode 21 of This Week in Jackassery. I'm Shane Barnhill. I'm the editor of The Snap Download, and I'm joined as always by my co host, The Snap Download's Adrian Bottinger. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Shane. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? It's been a while, huh? It has been a while, and, and yet the world has kept on turning and Jackassery has kept on happening. No surprise there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, in, in today's episode, as you mentioned, there's been plenty of Jackassery, so we will make our Jackassery nominations as usual. We'll talk about the things that are driving us to drink this week while we do some drinking. And then we'll play the game Rad or Bad, which, which I always love. And I think, let's see, it's, this week it's your turn to throw some topics at me. Is that right? That's right, and I've got some good ones for you. All right, looking forward to that. And then finally, as we always do, we'll end with some proof that everything doesn't suck in the world. Just to cleanse our our palate after uh, all the talk of jackassery. So um, first up, our namesake segment, This Week in Jackassery. Who do you have this week, Adrian? This week, I have uh, North Carolina Republican governor and state legislators who uh, this past Wednesday, they passed a sweeping law overturning gay and transgender protections at the local level and requiring students um, to use restrooms that correspond to the sex that was listed on their birth certificates. Oh, boy. A lot lot to unpack here. Yeah, so what happened was uh, Charlotte, the city of Charlotte, the municipality of Charlotte, had um, created some new protections for LGBTQ uh, persons and... Uh, North Carolina said, no, I don't think so. So what they did was they, um, they passed a law that not just invalidated what happened, we know the law in Charlotte, but prevented future laws from being enacted by the, their own locality. So say you are a township or a, a municipality in North Carolina and you want to have anti-discrimination uh, protection, you know, you want to have that on your books. You can't anymore because of the state legislator. Okay. Um, and since North Carolina doesn't really have any LGBTQ protections, you can't create, and you say you can't create new ones means that basically North Carolina has none. And they won't, they can't have any going forward, they it sounds like. They can't have any. Yeah. Yeah. So there's already starting to be some backlash, as you'd expect. Um, and the talk about this is, is really pretty ugly. Like there was, there was a pretty, you know, as Charlotte was passing this, their protection, a lot of people were taking to Twitter and saying, you know, now I can go in the same restroom as your wife and making it seem like really dangerous, like pictures of like, you know, angry looking men um, and kind of whipping up this fervor. Over the typical tactic, right? Exactly. Exactly. So the state swept in and fixed everything. But um some businesses are already talking about moving out of North Carolina. We'll see if that has any impact. But. Yeah, yeah, it will. I mean, it, you know, I know that that 
that tends to be the response, and then sometimes politicians back down. Um, I saw something about businesses threatening to do that, but I don't remember which one specifically. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that leads the state to to reconsider, or at least the the elected officials to reconsider. I mean, I, it'll be tough to see because they like the timeline with which they moved into. Um, making this decision was the quickest they have for like anything like you know like they they had like two hours of discussion or something ridiculous and then just went right in and passed this law so and I think North Carolina has a fair number of high-tech businesses like I think tech is they a pretty big industry there and, and a lot of the tech companies tend yeah, to be yeah they tend to they tend to have a lot more um, tolerance and acceptance and belief in equal rights. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if there's an uprising among the tech companies and the tech community in North Carolina. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'd hope for, and that you know people would uh, you know kind of come together and say this is not what we want our state. To, you know what we want our state to be known for, and let's let's work this out. So that's that's my nomination for this week in Jackassery. What's your Shane? Well, mine are the people of the internet. Have you met the people of the internet, Adrian? <laughs> Sadly, I have. <laughs> I try not to meet them like in dark alleys, but yes, I have met them and they are terrible. You've met them in online dark alleys? Oh, they're terrible. I know. Well, more specifically, Americans on the internet. Oh, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, you know, Microsoft earlier this week released their artificially intelligent chatbot for Twitter named Tay. And... <laughs> Within 24, and so what, what they'd done is they had programmed Tay to sort of have the conversational tone of a, of a teenage girl. And then they released Tay out into the wild with all of her slang and her very, very limited knowledge of the world and said, interact with the people of Twitter, oh. learn from them, and become increasingly human. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? Well, what went wrong is that within 24 hours of interacting with people on Twitter, Tay had become a racist Nazi tweeting out praise no. of Hitler, praise of Trump, and a lot of very racist and, and derogatory statements prompting Microsoft to take <gasps> it offline and starting start to delete its hateful tweets from the account. This all happened oh. within 24 hours. Interacting with people of the internet turned Tay into a hateful racist nazi oh my god now the, certainly there were some people on twitter that were goading tay on. Sure. they sort of figured it out they said okay it's learning how to speak based on how people speak to it and so there was there was some malicious intent there but the interesting thing is that microsoft has released similar ai chatbots in other countries including china Without issue. So Murica stands alone in being unique in turning <laughs> Tay into such a... <laughs> We're number one at turning artificially intelligent chatbots into racist, hateful creatures oh within God. 24 hours. <laughs> 24 hours, that's what, that's what kills me. I know. I'm surprised it actually wasn't sooner. Like, you know, if, if they had done it during, like, during a debate or after a, after a Trump rally, maybe it would have been even quicker. <laughs> No, and Microsoft is yeah, I know, and and Microsoft has taken some heat here for not, you know, including more filters in Tay before releasing it. But in some respects, I admire the purity of releasing right. something and really seeing what happens. So um, <laughs> I'm not calling jackassery on Microsoft, but rather the people of the internet. And and I, I'm not the first person to make this observation, but I think it's funny. I think that when 
the first truly conscious, artificially intelligent uh, system is finally released into the world, it's mm-hmm. going to quickly learn of this incident, and hopefully it will strike first against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it only took them 24 hours to kill Tay? I better act quickly. That's right. <laughs> Our robot overlords. That's right. So... That's my nomination for this week in Jackassery. Definitely appreciated yours as well. So why don't we take a quick break and then we'll return to talk about what's been driving us to drink this week. regular reader of the Snap Download, then you know that there's a lot that drives us to drink each and every week. Sometimes the reasons might change. Political jackassery always plays a recurring role, of course. But there's never really a shortage of any topic that drives us to drink. So, Shane, what are you drinking this week, and who or what is driving you to drink? Well, no surprise here. The fight for the GOP nomination is driving me to drink once again. This has been a recurring topic uh, in this segment for both you and I. Yep. (laughs) the candidates themselves and the overall nomination fight in the debates. But for me, it's the increasingly likely prospect of Ted Cruz as the Republican nominee. Oh, that, that, that does put a bad taste in my mouth. So I, I, I don't even I'm like glad we have some beverages to, to wash it down. We need them right now. I don't even like seeing the guy's face when I, in a YouTube video or anything, but oh. um, you know, I, I, before I say what I'm about to say, I want to be perfectly clear. I think Donald Trump is horrible. I disagree with almost everything that comes out of the man's mouth and he's 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 terrible horrible and should not be president and he is the last candidate i support that being said i was really hoping he would win the republican nomination for president really hoping for this because i was and but but there's a very pragmatic i'm being i'm being pragmatic here Mm. i think that trump trump is a nominee for the party could have really led to an outcome that would fracture the Republican Party into two parties, you know, where the the, the party leaders and, and others that are uh, prominent within the party that may even not have elected positions right now, they'd have to take a long look at what have we become? Is this mm-hmm. really what we stand for? And I think the pretty I think it's pretty clear that the answer is no. I mean, you see a lot of the elected officials, Paul Ryan and others, even if they don't say Trump by name, they're criticizing what he stands for and his actions right. and saying that that doesn't represent who we are. So I was really hoping for an outcome in which Trump won the nomination and was thrashed so badly in the general election and, you know, caused the Republican party to just, you know, get routed in the, mm-hmm. in, in congressional elections and for the leaders to say, this isn't who we are. We, you know, after right. losing the last three presidential elections and four of the last five, and now being routed, we've got to really reevaluate what it means to be a Republican. And and I was hoping they'd start with this intolerance and anti-science nonsense that uh, the party is becoming increasingly famous for, and really take more of almost a libertarian stance on a lot of social and science issues, and say, yeah, that we're <laughs> to 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 use a Republican line, I, I, we're not scientists or we're not experts, mm-hmm. but. We're going to trust those who are, and, and we're going to embrace you know, and be more tolerant of science and of equal rights and really focus on being pro-business and managing the economy. I, I think that they had, you know, I thought that they had made this discovery after 2012 when 
you know, there was a lot of talk coming after the public, you know, um, after Mitt Romney loss that, you know, we need to understand the demographics of America are shifting and we need to kind of, you know, become this grand old party in like this big tent where everybody's welcome and, and really make an effort to reach out to um, minorities and women and not that women are minorities, but, you know, like that, that they, they talked a lot about that, but then it's like been doubling down again, you know, everything that they actually do doubles down on the opposite. And even though they, even though they really um, have not had their act together when it comes to the presidential nominations, they've been kicking the Democrats asses in state elections and in, in, you know, building up the, base roots of the party at the state and local levels where Democrats are really floundering. Um, so I, I just, I don't know that, you know, the idea of, of Ted Cruz as the, as the nominee is, is, is unsavory to me, of course. Um, but Donald Trump, I, yeah, it's, I, I don't even know who to hope for. And like, I don't, I don't see it fracturing the party so much. Like it's, just because I don't see them like giving up control, it'll. It, right. I'm really, really curious to see what happens, you know, at the at the convention, uh, how this all goes down, and and if there is anybody that has enough sway to to get people to come together. I don't know that there is right now, other than Trump. Yeah. No. I know. I think you make a really good point that at the state and local level, that Republicans have been dominating. They've been taking you know governorships. They've been dominating you know, state congresses, et cetera. So it, it really, this, this really does have the potential to change the party and set it back quite significantly. And, and I would, I would frankly love to have a little bit more, more balance or a reason on both sides. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been sure. a registered independent and so I'm not really loyal to one party and I would love to see a couple of rational parties. I think that would be very nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. And then your point about the convention is an interesting one because, you know, it doesn't look like Trump is going to get the, you know, the majority or the at least the 1,237 delegates that he needs ahead of the convention. That, of course, could change in which right. a, a, a all-out war for the nomination through a contested convention would be very, very interesting. And I, I, and I do believe we'd end up seeing somebody like Mitt Romney as the nominee at that point. Oh, mittens. <laughs> yeah, he, he filed the paperwork for to be uh, to run for president. So Oh, he, he did? Yeah, he got it in on time, so he is wow. technically eligible. Wow. I know. So I think there's some shenanigans there. But anyway, that, that's what's been driving me to this week to drink, is because I think Cruz is just the least savory option, as, as you say, and I think he, he wouldn't do near the damage to the party, or at least he wouldn't. It's not so much that I want the party to be damaged. I just want there to be a real rethinking of what the Republicans stand for and, right. and to, you know, to be more tolerant and accepting of science, scientific uh, facts, I guess I'll say. So what's driving you to drink this week, Adrian? What's driving me to drink is the NRA has partnered with a children's author to rewrite fairy tales and put guns in them. What? <laughs> yep, it's happened. So the NRA family website, did you know there was an NRA family website? You um, know, as a parent, I'm, I'm on there every week. <laughs> yes, I, I can definitely see that. So, you know, you know, that's, 
I shouldn't mock that because it, you know if you're if you're going to be a responsible gun owner and you you know you want to have True. your kids know about guns, I think that's I think that's good, right? Very good point. Um, but there's just something about rewriting fairy tales to put guns in them. So so far, I think we've seen we have Little Red Riding Hood with a gun and Hansel and Gretel with guns. So if you remember the original Hansel and Gretel uh, fairy tale. Their village was starving, and their parents sent them in the woods pretty much to starve to death. So that's, right. that's a really horrible... Like, like all children's fairy tales are pretty terrible. Like, you when, know, you, when you cut yeah, them down to brass tacks, they're, they're, they're grim. Yeah, children's um, fairy tales. Not even just the ones run by the grim. I know. Children's fairy yeah. tales, old movies, all these sort of things that you remember fondly. When you really go back and look at them, yeah. you, it's, it's, sort of, uh, it's sort of stunning, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think about the, um, if you think about, like, just even, like, the, the lullaby, rockabye baby in the treetop, when the bow breaks, your cradle will drop. That is horrible. Who's putting a damn baby up in a tree in a cradle and rocking it? They're just not helicopter parents. They're not helicopter parents, that's right. So, um, so back to, I'll, let me stop about the, the lullabies, but uh, Hansel and Gretel, so in the NRA uh, revised edition, Hansel and Gretel are actually not, um, they weren't set into the woods to die. They, uh, their family is starving, and so they are responsible hunters, and they know that there's some area in the woods where nobody's been hunting, and they get some really good game. So they go into the woods, and then they hear these other children that are trapped by the evil witch in her cottage. And so they rescue the children, and, but they're prepared to shoot the witch, although she does not wake up. I think while they are rescuing the kid, so they don't have to shoot her. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but all of these, they're revising these with with guns. So, I mean, the Little Mermaid with guns. I I, I don't understand. We yes, children's fairy tales are pretty are pretty screwed up. But I does anybody else see that there's something wrong with this, or am I alone? <laughs> I don't think you're alone because I'm right here with you. But I I look at this from. <laughs> I look at this from an even broader perspective. I mean, what if, you know, a um, a more liberal organization, for example, had rewritten Hansel and Gretel to have um, bathrooms that were accessible to transgendered oh. persons? I mean, oh, imagine the out- imagine the outrage there. I mean, it, this really yeah. goes both ways. It's well, it's and children children like to act stuff out. I mean. They they play act. That's how they learn. That's how they learn how to do things. And we already have a situation. So so in we're only at, you know in March right in 2016, and already 52 children under the age of 18 have picked up a gun and shot themselves or someone else. Wow. 52 kids, three months. So now let's introduce fairy tales where they you know all the heroes come in with guns and oh. Mom and dad happen to have a gun laying around because, as we've seen, some, you know, there's been some pretty high visibility stories of not so responsible gun owners, like the mom who was shot in the back by her four year old who picked the gun up, you know, from the truck in the truck while they were driving. Right. Um, this just, it just, it really does not leave. It, it does not make me uh, have any warm fuzzies. I don't. I I just uh, was lucky enough to become a great aunt. Uh, this week, and I do not want to read these stories to my great nephew when he's, you know, a little bit more 
conscious and can hold his head up and stuff. <laughs> well, or, or at least if you do, have a few drinks like we are now during this segment. So I think that would be required Absolutely. to get through one of these stories. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good pick. That's definitely a reason to drink. So uh, we didn't even ask each other what we were drinking this week. What are you drinking this week? So this week I yeah. am having some deep, I'm having some deep eddy sweet tea vodka. Okay. It's delicious. It's delicious. How about you? I'm just I'm keeping it pretty simple this this week. I'm I'm just going with some some beer, just some Stella. So nothing nothing fancy this week. But Stella, I mean. Okay, so a little the, fancy. A little fancy, not American. <laughs> No, and I love how, you know, unlike usually in our episodes where we say, you know, what's dry, what are you drinking? We're, we're, talk, we're extending this for the week. What are you drinking all week long? <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, enjoyed this segment as always, and we will be back right after the break to play Rad or Bad. Things won't make it matter. Got good things. Got you. Hoops and everything. Get back. Never get back to soup. Are you lonely? Now let's play Rad or Bad. This is the game where we bring up some current events and news topics for uh, each other's quick Rad or Bad takes. So, Shane, it is my turn this week to test you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I've been keeping up with the news, so I'm, I'm excited to see what you've got for me. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number one, mindfulness and other practices like the use of the word namaste being banned from Bullard Elementary School in Georgia because the parents were upset the religion of yoga had encroached on their Christian beliefs. <laughs> the, the religion of yoga? The religion of yoga. Did you know it was a religion? You know, as a regular yoga practitioner, I was not aware that um, I was practicing two religions. So. Yep. No, I did not. I did not realize that. So no, I'm going to say bad here. This is ridiculous. And doesn't Namaste mean hello? I don't. I'm not even really sure like what exactly is going on. But they are really riled up at the school district, and they are banning the crap out of this stuff. So yeah, yeah I think it might actually be may God I'm, be within you or something like that. But yeah, and it's not. It's not their God. So mm. yeah. But so. anyway, no. This is this is bad. I mean, yoga is not. Um, again, yoga isn't saying give up your religion and follow yoga. It's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. So no bad on its face. All right. Number two, the Obama's tangoing in Argentina. I think this is pretty rad. Although I I've seen photos of this, but I haven't really gone through and watched it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a full song or if this was 30 seconds of tangoing, Hey, you know, quick press, get this on film, and and uh, let's be done with this. It, what was the extent of it? Do you know? So the um, so they were in Argentina, and uh, uh, professional tango dancers had just done the dance, and then the the uh, female dancer goes over and asks President Obama to dance, and, and he actually dances for a little bit, and then the male dancer asks Mrs. Obama. Of course, I don't know if you saw some of the blowback because some people think it's outrageous. That the same week that Brussels um, undergoes a terrorist attack, President Obama is tangoing in Argentina. Yeah, no, I... Go ahead, I'm sorry. 
Oh, I was going to say, I know I'm not making up that outrage. People really were outraged about that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fake outrage, you know, people playing to uh, plain politics. No, I think this is rad. I think it's great that, you know, the the obviously the early part of this tour was in Cuba. So I think it's a good thing mm-hmm. that the Obamas are out and, and meeting with world leaders and trying to trying to do something that's interesting and worldly. So no, I, yeah. I, I think this is rad. Yeah. And I don't think he stopped on her feet. So I bet she would give him a rad too. That's better than I would. Uh, do. I know. Right. <laughs> I would, I would be all over the place. All right. Number three, the chances that Merrick Garland gets a Senate hearing to become the Supreme court justice. Well, I have to say bad because of all the Republican leadership that has said, we're not holding the hear- hearing in any way, shape, or form. It's not going to happen. But we'll see what happens when we get closer to the election. If if um, if Donald Trump ends up being the Republican nominee and Hillary Clinton is the Democratic nominee, I could see some you know, <laughs> some rethinking of this stance by the leadership going, wow, this guy's probably more palatable than, you know, other nominees that the, that those two might put forward and uh and changing their stance but for now i'd have to say bad okay number four the song mbop by hansen turning 20 oh no are you serious 20 i am serious i'm gonna say bad because i don't like that song it <laughs> would always get stuck in my head and now you've just gotten it stuck <laughs> in my head for the rest of the day adrian <laughs> my work here is done <laughs> and it means i'm old so bad okay all right so this is uh kind of relating back to a topic i brought up in this weekend jack astery number five disney marvel time Warner, and 20th century fox threatening to leave georgia if the state's religious liberty bill becomes law I think it's rad. I think it's nice to see companies standing up for what is right and the leaders of those companies standing up for what is right. Um, And then I think that given the power imbalance right now in this country, you know, we need organizations like this that Mm -hmm. are tolerant and have, um, I don't even know what the right, right term is, but just belief systems that aren't based on hate, I'll say. I think, sure. um, we as individuals, it's a good place to some, start. Yeah, it is a really good place to start. I think you know we as individuals need some organization around being able to stand up to organized hatred. I guess so. I think this is rad. Excellent. All right, number six: Paul McCartney appearing in the 11th version of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. This one is called "Dead Men Tell No Tales." You know, I have not seen this bit of news this week, so this one I don't have, know enough about. He's is he a pirate? What is he singing Beatles? I don't songs? think I don't. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, what if he did that? Did a duet with like Michael Bolton? You know that Pirates of the Caribbean Michael Bolton song? Yes. Oh, oh that would be perfect. No, I don't think the details are out. Uh, he has played himself in other movies, so maybe he'll play himself. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't exactly know how that would work either, but. Uh... You know, maybe there's a sword battle and Paul McCartney slides in on a piano and uh, calms everybody down by singing Let It Be. That would be rad. That would be rad. uh, I guess in any way, I'm going to say rad because I like Paul McCartney. I'm interested here. Okay, excellent. And I know you're going to love this one. Number seven, Justin Bieber becoming the first person to hit 10 billion, billion with a B, views on Vivo. The Beebs. This is rad. Good good for him. Oh you know, I, I think like a lot of p- 
people I used to really make fun of Justin Bieber and and it's it's um you know a lot of people think it's fashionable to make fun of pop stars and say they're really not that talented they're just you know a production of you know a, of a record label and they've got good producers and they've got a lot of people that work with them and and really just put them out as the face behind uh you know something bigger but I think Justin Bieber actually has a fair degree of talent you know when you see him on stage with a guitar and a microphone and doing some some solo work he's actually quite talented so good on him i think this is rad all right all right number eight david letterman's retirement look this is rad i wish i could get david letterman's retirement look right now i mean if i could grow <laughs> that fantastic of a beard and have it white and he just looks like the happiest guy on earth right now did you recognize him because like when i first saw the picture i did not recognize him at all no, the only reason I recognized him is I saw the photo on Twitter and somebody, you know, said, wow, you know, this really is David Letterman. This isn't fake. And it was from somebody I knew that it was a member of media that I knew wouldn't be spreading lies. And so mm -hmm. I could sort of tell when I looked, I'm like, wow, that is him. But I wouldn't have recognized him if he bumped into me at the grocery store. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. It's a good look. It is. All right. Number nine, SeaWorld agreeing to stop breeding orcas and to stop do, uh, having the orca show. You know, this, this is bad because how else are the orcas going to play? I'm just kidding. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to have to watch Blackfish again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is a rad move by SeaWorld, and I think it's been a long time coming. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see this step. So rad. Okay. And finally, number 10, Lindsey Graham offering to raise money for Ted Cruz's campaign. Well, bad, based on what we were saying earlier in this uh, this episode. Although, I think it's funny. What did Lindsey Graham say? He said something along the lines of, you know... If, he, if you shot Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate and held the trial in the Senate, you could not get a conviction. Right, right, exactly. And then he, he did say something like, something the extent of Cruz might be number 15 on the list of people I would choose to support that have been running for president this year, but he's, he's what I've got. Um, <laughs> so I think this is bad, but, um, you know, I, I'm, gosh, I hope that Cruz doesn't end up being nominee. So bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. All right. Well, very good topics this week. I look forward to uh, picking some for the next time we record and uh, getting your quick take. So thanks for those, and we'll be right back after the break. Now let's turn to something good in the world in our segment called Proof That Everything Doesn't Suck. Adrian, please tell me that you found some proof that not everything in the world sucks this week. I found I found at least one. So my proof is that um, this past Thursday was Holy Thursday, and the Pope uh, washed a woman's feet for the first time ever. So are you familiar with this practice of, of feet washing? Uh, a little bit, yeah, but, but go ahead. So on Holy Thursday... Um, this is a practice, I think it's been going on since the 50s or 60s. Um, it's to reenact when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. So, like, locally, like, ch at churches, you know, the priest will wash the feet of volunteers or, you know, uh, different people who work in the church and help out. 
Um, but the, so the so the uh, the Pope uh, washed a woman's feet, and he also washed Hindu and Muslim refugees' feet, which was uh, the first time for any any pontiff. So I just think you know, no matter what you think about the the Catholic Church or what you think about you know some of the some of the harsher or stricter uh, points of doctrine, this Pope finds time and reasons to give you, give me hope that everything doesn't suck because he's just, he, his actions and his words are always about, you know, they're about love and inclusion. And, um, he uses, he uses his platform just, just really, really well to be a, a really good example. So that's, so that's my, uh, that's my proof. Everything doesn't suck. What's yours? Well, speaking of love and inclusion, Guns and Roses are reuniting for a tour this summer, and so that that's going to be my proof that everything doesn't suck. That the, is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome, and twenty one cities have just been announced as being part of the two thousand sixteen tour. G and R, baby. One of them is Phoenix. Snap. So, I know. I'm are pretty you, excited about that. Are you going to go? I'm going to have to, I think. Um, none of the venues have been announced, so it's it's not as if they've said Phoenix in this specific location right. or anything like that, which leads me to believe that maybe they're not quite as organized as this announcement would suggest. But the mere fact that after years and years of... Um, drought. Yeah, of drought and some of the stories that have come out about you know the fighting and the reasons for the breakup mm-hmm. and how the band members can't stand each other which unfortunately seems to be very common in bands, but just the fact that the group is going to get together, they're going to tour, they're going to play some songs. I mean, the high school me is doing a happy dance right now. <laughs> I know, the <laughs> the, the mullet-haired uh, high school me is pretty excited about this right now. So I really want you to, to grow out a mullet for this. <laughs> if you do that, that would be that would be fantastic. All right, I'll I'll work on that. If I maybe if I get tickets to the show, I'll start working on my mod. Excellent. No, but that's that's my proof that everything doesn't suck in the world because Guns and Roses is awesome. If they can get back together and make it work, you know, maybe there's hope for the Republican Party after all. Yeah, no, maybe I- so. Maybe they'll play the the convention, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! What if they play the convention? <laughs> that would be a scene. Oh, I would love it. Well, as always, I really enjoyed speaking with you again this week. It was a good time and good to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please do go and give us a good rating on iTunes or whatever other platform you are listening to this on. And go to thesnapdownload.com to read more about politics and other news and, um, you know, sometimes even things that don't suck in the world. So thanks again, everyone. Oh,